this podcast exists for the edification and benefit of the people of Noahsville Baptist Church, as well as our surrounding community. Our aim is to use this platform as an additional discipleship tool for the discussion of social, political, and theological topics in order to glorify God and grow in Christ-likeness. Hello and welcome to another wonderful episode of the NBC After Hours podcast. I am your host, AJ Walls, joined here today with Pastor Seth Lehman and Pastor Jonathan Tapp. And today we're just, we're going to hop straight into it. It's going to be a quick episode and we're going to be talking about teen ministry again, part two. Part two. Numero dos. Before we get into that. Part of me was thinking about laying down another rap for the people. Oh, okay. What, what kind of beat you need? I don't know what kind of beat I need. Fast, slow. Dude, it don't matter for him. He, he's he's uh, versatile. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Keep going. I was just feeling it. I was letting it like it was. Well, yeah. My name is Pastor Lehman, and I'm here to say I love the youth ministry in a major way. Nice. <laughs> That's all you got. How, how do you, oh, I could. I can keep going. How do you know a rapper going. doesn't have anything to say? He yeah. says, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> yes. Here we go. Check me out. Look. All right. Give me the beat. Give me some more beat. <laughs> First two, AJ Walls. Here we go. Oh, I was one, thinking two, one, when two. I talk about youth ministry, I talk about your family. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, That's right. Don't ask me who's the youth pastor. Look in the mirror, Master Blaster. Oh! <laughs> have so much editing to do for this. No, nah, man. Well, you keep don't it need in. You got to keep that in, man. Keep it in. Like, there's only five people that listen to this. That's fire. That's true. Oh, listen. Man. Listen. I think in that rap duo, one of us has the future. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm thinking it's not the rap. <laughs> I thought what we'd talk about today, just very, very practically, would be, all right, So so what does youth ministry look like here at NBC? See, it ties in because youth listen to rap, don't they? They like hip hop. That is perfect. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you knew that was gonna happen. You, you oh, knew that. You knew that. You bro, knew that I had a direction the entire time. All fits yeah. together. You know, because to be a youth pastor these days, you got to be young. Mm. Love mm-hmm. pizza. Oh yeah. Love all night activities. Uh-huh. Got to be able to play video games. Uh-huh. And you got to be, you know, you got to wear those tight jeans. Yikes. Those tight, skinny jeans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yep. don't need to know much theology, though. So, would AJ be our youth pastor at no. our church if someone came here no. and said, and I, I actually no. like, dislike it when people call me that. Mm-hmm. No. You're, you're the youth pastor, you are, right? No. AJ, you're not even an elder. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, no. I'm an intern. You are a pastoral <laughs> intern. You are a brother in Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. You are a elder who loves to help disciple his brothers and sisters in Christ. Right? Wait, did I mess that up? Well, you said elder. Oh, uh, as an aged one. 
Like yeah. a little bit older. Oh, I'm yeah. older. Yeah. Yeah. Not elder yeah. in the office sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You're all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here at NBC, I think in the spirit of our last episode, what we're trying to say is uh, we want to be a place that lives out biblical categories. And in desiring to live out biblical categories, we reject the modern definition of adolescence. Mm-hmm. This prolonged span of time where you're not quite an adult, but you're hoping to become an adult. No, we're, we're wanting to say that, that that age or time period of puberty, right as one crosses the 12-year-old mark into the 13-year-old category, you're entering into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And you should be recognized as such. You are a young adult. You are growing into the fully mature adult that we hope that you'll be by the time you reach 30. Mm-hmm. But we rejoice in pushing you towards maturity. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the mindset. So, mm-hmm. so that being said, while we want to have that philosophy, we want our young people to see maturity, responsibility, adulthood as a glorious thing. Mm-hmm. We want them to be excited about it. We want to help them chase after it, pursue it. We don't want them living in their parents' basement forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nor do we want them to uh, be characterized by childish things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we want to encourage this maturation. We want to encourage this spirit of responsibility. And then at the same time, we recognize that we live in a cultural day that uh, is very much the day of adolescence mm. in the negative sense mm-hmm. where people are putting off adulthood responsibilities, marriage and family. People are putting that off longer and longer. I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe you guys might be more familiar with them, but it wouldn't surprise me if the average age for people to be married these days is probably towards 30. I was going to say like yep. late 20s probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty close to 30. Mm-hmm. And then when 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 couples start having children, um maybe that's even even beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be the opposite of that. Yet yet we know we're ministering in this world. And so we do want to meet people where they're at to some degree. Yeah. And something like some of the I mean some of the practical ways that we do that here is our Sunday school ABF hour, we don't typically have uh, an age-segregated uh, hour, uh, teaching hour then. Like, we have our teens there in right. with, the, it's segregated, uh, I think, 12, children. age 12 and under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Children. But once you're... Categorically children. We have yes. children's Sunday school. Yes. But, once but then once you 12, enter into adulthood, we yep. encourage you to go to an adult ABF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can go with your parent. You can go by yourself based on the topic that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You can go with a collection of other young adult friends. Mm-hmm. And that's that's important because, like you said, we want them to learn how to be mature, how to throw off childish things. And so if we want them to do that, we want them to learn from mm-hmm. those who are older than them. Yeah. And Believe it or not, people who are older than them can learn from them as well in, in some regards as well. So it's yeah. good to have them all yeah. um, together. That's one example. I mean, on some level, with reference to maturity, 
you tend to take the temperature of the room. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you put me in a four and five year olds class, I am going to interact with those four and five year olds like a four and five year old mm-hmm. on some level. Yeah. You're going to see a, a more childish version of Seth, not in a negative way, but it's just how I'm going to try to connect with them and minister to them. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if you put me in a group of peers, you're going to see me interact a certain way. Mm-hmm. If you put me with my elders, the elders are going to raise my maturity level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. And and this even um, we we apply this to our uh, what we call our teen group and uh, how that looks. You know, our does our teen group look like you come in and we have, you know, 20, 25 minutes of really silly, goofy games where we just kind of go crazy for a little while and then we have kind of a 15, 20 minute sit down where we <clears throat> have some kind of message and then we, we and then we talk about it? Or does it look more like a normal small group would look? Does it look more like how the adults are, are doing it? And even... Um, and so, it, so pause there for yep. a minute because we've just jumped categories. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that we help foster maturity mm-hmm. is by encouraging that 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old to participate in our adult Bible fellowship classes Mm -hmm. with adults. Right. Okay. But then when it relates to our small group ministry, which goes on during the school year, Mm -hmm. fall and spring, when Mm -hmm. it comes to our small group ministry, we do offer a specific small group. We don't mandate it, but we offer a small group Mm -hmm. just for youth. Mm Mm-hmm for young adults, ages 13 through 18, which would look in many ways like the conventional youth group, Mm -hmm. right? We might call it a youth small group, but the average person walking by walks up to what you guys are doing. They're going to put two and two together and say, okay, I see the youth leader. Mm -hmm. I see some youth sponsors. I see this small collection of youth. Mm -hmm. This is NBC's youth group. And we wouldn't run from that. Right. Because um, this might be the way in which we're seeking to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, if someone came to the church and said, what do you have available for youth? Uh, we wouldn't say to them, oh, well, our adult Bible fellowship. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing really geared specifically for that 13 to 18 year old category in our adult Bible fellowship time. Mm-hmm. But we do have the youth small group. Uh, but what you're saying, and you can pick up after I mention this, what you're saying is that even as it relates to this youth small group, which is kind of meeting people where they're at, you're seeking to foster maturity, foster responsibility. And one of the ways is that you've you've kind of distanced yourself a little bit from things that might be hyper juvenile. Yeah. Right. You're, you're a youth small group that's seeking maybe a more serious tone. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're here to study the word of God. We're here to live life together. We're here to pray for each other, hold each other accountable. We're here to grow in our faith. Mm-hmm. I want to help you be the young disciples that God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that we're against having fun. We're not anti fun. But uh, everything, there's a time and a place. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, this, this philosophy of ministry, it impacts how you, how you do things. And so, uh, th- yeah, just like you were saying, the way that I've uh, kind of been wanting to move the, the group towards, we have like maybe 10 to 15 minutes of a game to start up, just kind of like an icebreaker. And then the rest of the time is we're, I'm teaching through either, you know, I taught them Christology this past small group session. Mm-hmm. You know, we had just small, maybe 15 minute talks on, on Christology and that was great. And then we would, you know, we went through Philippians. So that's the, the normal uh, small group book that everyone else was, was going through as well. Mm-hmm. And then we would close it off with, all right, um, you know, oftentimes the, the guys and the gals, would they would split up and uh, we would sit down and talk about what we just learned and it's not um we try to get past the shallowness that can uh, also uh, often be there in some of these other youth group uh, environments and really dig deep how can you apply this in your life how you know as you are looking to the future your future plans um you're going to come across people who are going to treat you in this way and how how is this going to help you then and like, how are we really pushing them towards that? Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of the idea. And uh, <clears throat> and I've been even thinking through some other ways that we can uh, kind of uh, implement this philosophy of, of ministry as well. Um, I'm just kind of thinking through, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it looks. If I can throw out a question, what what would you guys say to our decision as a church to? not have so say somebody looks at Wednesday nights most of the year and they're like yeah that's I mean kind of looks like a standard youth group whatever Mm -hmm. you call it Mm -hmm. um but you don't run that all year long with any breaks 52 weeks a year what is Mm -hmm. the thinking there yeah is that is that hurting the group chemistry is that in some way encouraging Right. And our philosophy to building them up as young adults. Yeah. What, what would you say to that strategic move? Yeah. Well, I, I think that move is consistent with the philosophy. Mm-hmm. So if your philosophy is that the church is comprised of varying families, family has its own sphere. The church is its own sphere. What is the church's job? Well, the church to some extent, is the greater family of the individual families, mm-hmm. right? The church is the, you might even say, there's a sense in which the, the church is the true family as we think of our identity in Christ and think of Jesus saying, who are my brothers, my mother? Mm-hmm. It's, it's those who believe in him, yep. right? And so, so what we want to do is we want to build up homes and, and we want fathers and mothers to excel when it comes to discipling their own children. And so part of our decision in backing away from year round activity is because we're trying to bring realignment within the home. We want mom and dad to recognize that they've got to run point. They've got to be primary Mm -hmm that that's what God's designed, that that is what's good. And then the church and the entire assembly 
is the secondary help. Mm -hmm. And then I want them to perceive kind of as an ancillary or tertiary thing. Yeah. We've got these opportunities for young adults to fellowship with other young adults. We're trying to move it away from being the horse that draws the wagon mm -hmm. and making it more, it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Just just perceive it like that. Like th this is a blessing. This yeah. is an added help. This is a compliment um, to the degree that that we can, we as a church body will rally to do all that we can do to help your child love Jesus, chase after Jesus. But that doesn't mean that we will make all of the programming or the primary way that we've ministered to youth, youthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, just in addition, like <clears throat> our, our conversations in, in previous weeks, like the, the church is the gathered assembly. And so whether it be talking about youth ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, small groups, any of these other things to have, we, we would see it as, you know, hurting the, the body as a whole, if we're to keep other groups running at the same time. Right. So we wouldn't make the decision to say, for example, we're going to have the, the teen small group continue all year round. We're also going to have this whole church midweek assembly going in the other mm -hmm. room while they continue or, or any other small group, we would encourage, yeah. no, these midweek assemblies are strategic times in the year, usually around the holidays, December and January, but then in the summer, um, times for, for some of the secondary tertiary ministries to pause and we all huddle together and we come together for these studies together. Right. Yeah. 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 Jesus said, suffer the little children to come to me. Um, where is Christ? Christ is present with his people in the midst of the assembly. Mm -hmm. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Uh, Paul talked about when you've gathered together and the spirit of Christ is with you. Mm -hmm. um, so, so when the church is assembling, we have this philosophy that we, we want as few people as possible severed yeah. from that assembly. It's one of the reasons we love the concept of children being in the worship service. Yeah. Christ is present to bless, hmm. and this is where you want to be yeah. with the assembly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, mean, I think we've covered pretty well the just the kind of practical yeah. way that we're accomplishing this, this philosophy. And Now, if, if you know, someone doesn't have to philosophically agree with us, mm-hmm, you know, I'm sure that there are or that there will be people who attend church here who, mm -hmm. you know, if they had their druthers, they might say something like, man, I wish you all did more like a traditional youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, they're, they're, they are respected to hold that position. Um, they, they have probably either had a very good experience themselves growing up or, or, um, maybe they're more focused on that meet people where they're at mm -hmm. and that that's a critical means of getting them to that place of maturity where we want them to be. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to paint them as being unwise, ungodly, but you have to have your convictions. 
Right. You have to have your own philosophy, persuasion of what is good, right, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, to that one who is convinced that modern youth ministry is the cat's meow, the only thing I would want them, I would challenge them to, to, to think, and I would challenge them to look around, and we've probably had about 40, 50 years of mm-hmm. modern youth ministry mm-hmm. here in America, and I'd want them to assess, how's it going? Right. Yeah. Right. How's that been? How's that been? Mm-hmm. And so you compare that to a more aged and ancient practice of, again, um, youth being included in the assembly, youth being helped to mature. And uh, I'm a fan of the old paths, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Now, if someone said, I think this is probably, we could end with this, you know, someone, because this is often the question that gets raised. Well, well, then you're just focusing on those within the church. What Mm -hmm. about the youth within the community who lack Mm -hmm. family, who lack a good godly Christian father? Mm -hmm. What about those whose mom and dad aren't uh, manning the helm and molding them into the disciples they ought to be. Right. What would you guys say to that? When someone brings up that criticism because because, you know, let's face it, the fourteen year old that's not interested in spiritual things, that that, you know, would have to be kind of dragged to church if they were forced to go to church, you know, I don't think they're gonna want to come to your uh maturely focused youth small group. Hmm. They're gonna come one time. Yeah. They're gonna be like, man, all they did was like Bible stuff. Yeah. And yeah. That, that really wasn't fun. I'd rather stay at home, play Fortnite. Right. Uh, well, so what, what do we say to that? What do you guys say to that? Yeah. I, I say to that is, uh, um, the, the way in which you get someone is the way in which you have to keep them. And so if, you know, uh, if they have no desire to be there and the only desire that they have to be there is for uh, fun and friendship. Well, uh, they can get that. They can get that elsewhere. But if they want to come and uh, learn how to be a mature, godly person, then this is the place for them. I'm not going to cater my ministry to uh, the the right and proper place of the of the ministry to kind of help the teens that we have to to go on maturity. I'm not going to sacrifice that on the altar of their convenience and entertainment mm-hmm. preferences. Sure. That's okay. So that's, that's one particular thought, mm-hmm. like being leery, how we get them is how we keep them. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, is there any other thought? What would you say to that, Jonathan? So, I mean, I think of, so I mean, hypothetically, let's say you have a, a, a teenager who really does love the Lord who seems to be saved and wants to follow Christ. And like you said, doesn't have that discipleship factor of the home, right? They're, they come from a broken home and family and they're not receiving that. Um, I would, I would want to be careful to say the only way we can help that teenager is in the setting of the room of teenagers, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like if, mm-hmm. well, what if they're not, what if they're not receiving it at home? Well, this is where 
the the family of families, the church, comes around that individual and essentially adopts them into our family. Well, what do we do as a family? Well, in some seasons we have different small groups, but in other seasons we have whole 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 church assemblies, and we meet every Lord's Day, and we. Uh, care for one another, love one another, sit under the preaching of the word, like, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome mm-hmm. and come, and I'll give you a ride, and then you can come to my home with my family and my kids, and, yeah. you know, we'll, I'll yeah. teach you what family worship looks like, and just to, we want to be careful not to say the only way we can reach that individual is by this specific program. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think this is a great place just to we can even just end with my testimony here. When I was 17 years old, the Lord impressed on my heart that I need to go to church. Yeah. Um, where so, what was my what were my options? I didn't come. I don't come from a godly home. Okay, and uh, it's not getting discipled at home. I showed up at church mm-hmm. and was greeted by the most wonderful people ever, and I learned the truth, and then I was routed to the youth ministry mm-hmm. to be discipled and to be more mature as I was going through, um, you know, uh, being a part of the, the church. And I think that, that there's a beauty in that. Mm-hmm. And there's it's far less beautiful to try to get people with fun and games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I have a couple thoughts just as I think about your testimony. Um, I think that your testimony is uh, at least in our church experience being a smaller church mm-hmm. you know it's easy for us to spot youth that come that come without leadership with come without family mm-hmm. and i think that we've historically done a really good job of trying to build bridges with those youth to facilitate their continued participation mm-hmm. in the life of the church body and i think one of the things that we've not done is completely depend upon the youth making their way into the youth group. So, for instance, when you came for the first time, um, I wanted to get to know who you were. Yep. And uh, I requested a meeting with you, mm-hmm. you and Elizabeth in my office, and then made that pitch to you, like, "Hey, why don't we why don't we get together, and why mm-hmm. don't we work through the scriptures yeah. to understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ." Mm. And you were agreeable to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that to some degree that there was a bond formed during just, I mean, we're seeing each other once a week, every week. For months. For months. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then you make a profession of faith through that. Yeah. Um, I in no way discouraged you from getting involved with our quote unquote youth ministry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And certainly any involvement that you had with that was helpful, was Mm -hmm. an added compliment, but it also wasn't essential, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And um, that's that's the mindset that we have to take. If we're going to philosophically be where we're at, then we have to have this mindset of, you know, the person who brings up this criticism, they're bringing up a good criticism. And one of the strong points of modern youth ministry, I'd put it in the category of pros, but kind of like, mm-hmm. why would you engage in modern youth ministry? It's 
it's perfectly suited to entice youth to participate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's at their level. It's um, just dripping with the things that, that people within that demographic tend to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you're not going to go full send towards modern youth ministry, then you need to be aware that you're going to have to address these needs in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to families to take it on more personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's up to us to have a couple chairs at the dinner table. Yeah. It's up to us to be uh, thoughtfully inviting that one or two to come hang out with our family mm-hmm. Yeah, as a means of connecting them to the broader family. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's okay to admit to people. I'm going to end. Is it generally my last thought? Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to admit to people philosophically where you're at may be better at that than philosophically where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not a fan of seeker sensitive church. Mm hmm. But can I acknowledge that the seeker-sensitive movement might do one or two things well? Sure. Right? If, so, so if the metric is draw a crowd, mm-hmm. I would say that the seeker-sensitive movement is much more suited to draw a crowd than family-integrated ministry. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just give it to them. Like, well, yeah, if, that, if our goal was just a crowd, right. yeah. then, then, then the route you're going, I think, is better. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go back as we're thinking through philosophy, what is our goal here? Yeah. And, and that's what brings me back and actually pulls me away from modern youth ministry is mm-hmm. the analysis of what our goal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's okay to say to someone who has an issue with how we would do things. They're like, mm-hmm. I just, I think you're missing out on so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. I can understand why you think that. And I can understand that your vision or what you think the goal should be might be different than my vision and -hmm. what I think the goal should be. I think the primary goal within the church, we who are elders here at this church, our goal is to help moms and dads raise up a godly lineage. Mm -hmm. That's goal number one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then beyond, then we move beyond that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why do we do what we do the way that we do it? We do what we do because of the, where we stand and in, in our philosophy of ministry. So I think the biggest takeaway is, uh, or a big takeaway is, um, when you come to our church, uh, the way that we're doing things, there's a, there's a reason behind it. And the reason behind it is that, we want to equip families. We want to raise up godly young men and women. Um, we want to see people pursuing Christ, and we want it to be uh, we want it to be deep um, and 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 satisfactory. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I think that's good. We can end the the episode there. As always, if you have any questions, text me, email me. One of these guys. But your phone the is church. blowing up. <laughs> Yeah. Follow Ringing off the hook. Oh, all, all, the, all the time. Listeners. Yeah. Hundreds of text messages a day about this stuff. So, uh, anyways, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Listening. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. <laughs>
God bless.